There is too much to read, there is too much to do My productivity is at war with my Netflix queue Read all that I could read, saw that I could see Finish the internet, wait, hold on, oh yeah, that thing The next time we hang out, I'll unburden myself My mind and can't rest till then Oh, it's time, it's time for oh yeah, that thing again this is Oh Yeah, That Thing, the podcast where we finally get around to that thing we heard about a while ago. I'm Audrey. And I'm Pei. Hooray. Okay, good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess it's kind of impossible to do the intro without laughing, because I'm pretty sure we do it every time. I think so. <laughs> Just not 30 full seconds like the <laughs> time before. Recording is weird, so. It is weird, and it's our first time recording in the same room. Woo! We did it. Leaving room for applause. <laughs> because, I don't know. I'll add some in. I'll add some in. <laughs> Cheers and whoops and, yes. and the whole nine yards. A- applause for somehow managing to not get COVID so far. Yeah. Despite the fact that 60% of the country has done it already. Oh. oh. Very true. <laughs> anyway. It's nice to do this in person. It is. <laughs> it's exciting. Yeah, that's cool. It's fun. Yeah. You get to spend multiple hours with me today. <laughs> yes. In my living room. And it's a treat. It is. It's always a treat. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. I am a treat. <laughs> I am. Really fun. And I'm glad you're acknowledging it. Uh, anyway, how have you been? What's Good. been up to? Um, well, something really major happened for me a couple weeks ago. Mm. Pretty intense. Okay. Um, I finished Witcher, The Wild Hunt, or Witcher 3, The Wild Hunt. Yes, I did it. I finished the main story. Um, it was both exhilarating and devastating, um, because now it's over. I know I have the option of playing it again, and I actually really do want to. (laughs) They got you. (laughs) I don't know what happened. I just fell madly in love with this. The only uh, RPG game? Is that what they're called? Um, (laughs) I guess so, yeah. (laughs) I guess it is an RPG. I didn't really think about it. But yeah, I did it. I finished it. Congratulations. Thanks. It only took me... Well, I guess it takes people a while to finish games. Yes. But I started it in November of 2020. Um, wow, was it that long ago? I think so. Oh. I mean, it's not like you were playing every day. No. Eight hours a day or anything. No. Still. Yeah. I'm impressed. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to remember if it was The Witcher Wild Hunt. Or The Witcher The Wild Hunt. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it really doesn't. I think it's right here, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah. We could educate ourselves. Uh, no The in Wild Hunt. Oh, so The, the Witcher. Witcher 3. Excuse me. The Witcher. Copyright. Three. <laughs> Colon. Wild Hunt. Oh. <laughs> um, cool. Mm-hmm. Very nice. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Me too. Yeah. Are you going to get like <clears throat> the downloadable, what's that called? Content? The like expansion packs? Yeah. I do want to get the expansion packs. What I'm trying to decide now is do I want to get the expansion packs and... 
and like play like get the expansion packs play and then at some point in the future play the game again mm-hmm. or um do i just want to wait when i'm going to play the game again and then play with the expansion packs mm. i guess i didn't consider the fact the expansions could affect the main game i don't think that they do huh. so there's really no point in me waiting <laughs> now that we talk about it yeah i guess it, it makes sense to get them now yeah. So you have your break between That's true. The replay. That's true. And then by the time you got the replay you'll be like that much better. Yeah. At being Geralt. Yeah. And hopefully I would have forgotten what happened in the expansion packs as as I've forgotten most of like the earlier part <laughs> of the game. Yeah, I was trying to think of um how far I got. And I <laughs> I got Stuck at Geralt is with the witch lady that is not Yennefer. Uh huh. The red haired one. I was thinking blonde. Oh, there is a blonde lady. I can't remember her name. That's how early on I am. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're like in some sort of. They're chasing after someone. And then I have to fight a big strong person and that's where i'm stuck in some sort of a oh not cave but not building oh it's wait like underground layer situation okay we we talked about this because is it one of the wild hunt guys and there's like the the dogs around yeah. and i told you my strategy for trying to beat the, it took me forever to beat that guy I what your strategy was to hit him a little bit and then run away no okay <laughs> i mean spells. it worked okay <laughs> The spells. I, I never, I'm not good at that. I'm not good at any of it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think it's, it's clearly you have managed to master the fighting and. <laughs> I'm shaking somehow, my head now. <laughs> <laughs> clearly you have been able to use the fighting and magic together in such a way, even if you haven't mastered it, to here's, beat the game. Here's what I'll say. <laughs> I did enough stuff that my power levels went up. And that mm-hmm. most of the other people's power levels were low enough. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that it's I a could strategy. beat them. Um, but do I fight well? No. Um, you just go stab and run away. <laughs> pretty much. And I, my favorite spell is the shielding one. And mm. it took me a while to realize you can't just do a bunch of spells uh, in a row. That you have to like wait to like rebuild whatever uh, before yeah. you can do another spell. So yeah. it's hit, hit, hit run away oh no they're gonna get me shield shield Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah um but yeah it's uh it's not i just started another game and i'm like i'm gonna be bad at this one too (laughs) when it comes to fighting and stuff so i bought um horizon oh is that also here (laughs) it might be i feel like i know of that game yeah i didn't get the because a new one just came out i got the older one that came out a couple or the first one that came out a couple years ago yeah um i i don't know why i keep looking at the shop like it's just gonna (laughs) pop out at me as if it matters if it's here or not (laughs) but (laughs) but it's also like a fighty game kind of yeah Mm. you're like i've only played like a little bit of the beginning where you're like the younger version of the person that you're gonna be mm-hmm. in the game and you're kind of learning the skills and one skill is sneaking which you did not have to do in witcher mm. um and i was already not great at it the first couple times i tried and i was like oh no 
<laughs> Everyone can hear me. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And I'm like, now I'm so used to playing the one game that I played. I'm like, yeah. oh, I have to learn new things. So, yeah. That's why uh, the latest game I have played, which I have not finished yet because I just forget, uh, is called something that I can't remember. <laughs> I want to say Scarlet Hollow. Oh. I'm going to... What am I doing? Looking for Scarlet Hollow. I am looking for it on my computer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I want to get it right. Is it a PC game? Uh, yeah, I can play it through Steam. The important part is that it is a game uh, developed and illustrated by Abby Howard, who is a cartoonist I really like. Mm. And... I can't find the game. I'm pretty sure it's called Scarlet Hollow. Okay. And if it's not, I will uh, correct it in the blog post. <laughs> but that one is just like a story, click, choose your own adventure kind of situation. Mm -hmm. But it's very creepy. Oh, okay. And I haven't even gotten to the very creepy parts. And I think that's why I have stopped myself. Because I, I know, <laughs> like, I, I've gotten to a part where I was like, oh, that was unsettling. <laughs> I'm like, hmm, this is barely the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, I did befriend a possum that was in a drawer. Oh, cute. <laughs> that has not been an option in Witcher or the one game I'm I started I'm still playing. upset you can't pet the dogs in the Witcher. <laughs> yeah. And that your horse, you can't pet your horse. You can't. You just name them all Roach because they all die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a bummer. Anyway, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of me, through. too. I, um, one of the main reasons I want to replay the game is because this time I romanced, uh, Yennefer, and I want to romance Triss the next time and see what happens. Yeah, you gotta romance them all. Yeah. <laughs> um, and just choose different things to do. Yeah. Yeah. Did you get the unicorn scene? No, I also want to get that. But you'd have to, do you have to romance? Oh, I probably do. Damn it, I guess I'm going to have to play it two more times. Hmm. I think I read online because I, often I would not know how to like find certain things and I'd have to search the yeah. mission and be like, okay, I, I can't find this door I'm supposed to go through or whatever. But I was looking up endings and blah, blah, blah. And mm -hmm. um, I think if you try to romance both Yennefer and Triss, you can't, like in the end, they'll be like, hey... I know what you did. Yeah. You two-timing dog. Exactly. Interesting. That's kind of funny, too, actually. Yeah. So maybe I'll try it. Uh, there's so many different... I could play this game over... I won't do that. I <laughs> will have a life and try other games, but... I mean, you wouldn't be the first person to play this game over and over again. That's true. That does make me feel better. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know my partner's played it more than once. Oh, cool. Okay, so. great. And you had to get all the endings. Yeah. So... Get them all. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it was fun. I, I, I feel like it was a good intro to that type of game. Mm -hmm. uh, um, but it was also very frustrating at times. But towards the end, it was great, and I didn't even want to finish it. So I was sad. Yeah. It was over. Oh, and also, last thing I'll say, is I didn't discover until later that you can change some of the ladies' outfits. And I was like, well, now I definitely have to play again so I can have fun in new outfits. 
outfits. How do you change their outfits? So you go to like downloadable content, which you might be able to do it now. Mm. This might entice you to go play it again. Mm. <laughs> and you can play. I love an outfit change. Yeah. <laughs> you could. You only get one alternate outfit, but yeah. you get an alternate outfit for you could get an alternate outfit for Yennefer, for Siri, and for Triss. Mm. Yeah. And I didn't get to see Triss's outfit because when I changed it, I guess I just never ran into her again when oh. the game was over. So yeah. then I was like, oh, damn, I didn't get to see what her new outfit was. But the alternate outfits for Yennefer and Siri were pretty great. Cool. Yeah. All right. I mean, we'll see. <laughs> I was trying to think was the last time I actually tried to play it, but uh-huh. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> it's been a long time. That's fair. <clears throat> That's fair. Uh... Oh, you haven't seen the show yet, right? Or you have? I have. Oh, you have seen it. I have now seen it. Okay. I've watched, I just a couple months ago finished season two. Nice. But I didn't start watching it till very recently. Okay. Yeah. I do like that a lot. Yeah. I do look forward to season three. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. Especially now that they're not doing that weird chronological. Oh, yeah. Mixing up my brain thing. It did take me a while to figure out that's what they were doing in the first season. I was like, oh. Yeah. I see. And I definitely think having played the game, even though it's not, I mean, it's related to those stories, but it's Mm -hmm. not at the same time, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But it did, like, increase my um, interest in what was going on Mm -hmm. in the show, I think. I don't know. I haven't watched it without having played the game, so I I I think I see what you mean, because I know there are certain characters in the show that are in the game and I'd already forgotten because I guess I have technically interacted with them mm-hmm. in the game. But they're characterized differently in the game versus the show. And I know some people just don't like how they change the character. Like mm. um, the other Witcher dude. Oh, yeah. He's kind of like an asshole. Haskell or something? Sure. Let's go with that. <laughs> believe you you actually finished the game um, but yeah i guess in the show he's kind of like a dick and like a really jaded uh, who cares kind mm-hmm. of guy. and i guess in the game he wasn't he has a different personality that mm. isn't that i don't know yeah i um i was curious about the relation of all of them and maybe i'd looked this up before and maybe you already knew this but at least in the first couple seasons or maybe just the first season those stories are from like some prequel stuff and then there's like oh. the main story is in like the novels and then the games are supposed to occur after the novels have ended oh okay yeah i don't think i knew that so i thought that was kind of interesting yeah yeah hmm. yeah cool cool indeed yeah well speaking of the witcher starring henry cavill oh yeah who Semi-recently, I don't remember when this movie came out. I know we just looked it up. 2018. Uh, 2018. <laughs> joined a little franchise that was started by the movie we saw today. Yeah. Yeah, transition. Yeah, not, you, not brought it, you brought it back around. <laughs> you brought it home. <laughs> yeah, we, neither of us, had seen Mission Impossible. Yeah. Just, just that, n- number one. <laughs> How do we do this? I remember the transition is <laughs> <and> stuff. <laughs> I mean, Even though I listened, I listened to the episodes because 
they're fun. I like it. Uh, and yet, and I'm like, how do we do this? <laughs> I think we're doing it right now. Awesome. We watched Mission Impossible, a movie that came out in 1996. We sure did. Um, and yeah, we had not seen it, but you had seen some of them before. Yes. Yeah. So I was introduced to Mission Impossible 2 by my partner and our friend. As part of a bad movie day, mm-hmm. paired with Spider-Man 3. Nice. <laughs> and instead of me going back to watch the first one, I just said, I'll just go in numerical order and then come <laughs> back around. So I have since seen that one, well, two through whichever that one Henry Cavill is in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then today, finally completed the cycle until yeah. the next one. Yeah, yeah. At least you got it in time. You only had about a year until next year when the next one came out. But you had not seen any of them. I had not, and um, and I'd always, I think I'd always wanted to see Mission Impossible. And nothing, nobody was stopping me. I just <laughs> never gotten around to. Maybe it is not allowed to watch Mission yeah. Impossible. Finally, the embargo was up, and I'm allowed to watch Mission Impossible now. Um, but yeah, and they, I feel like. There's aspects of it that are very much in the zeitgeist. Is that the right word to use? Mm. Um, and I, but I had just never seen it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. We did it. Uh, so I had seen those movies. <laughs> <laughs> Words are hard. Uh, but even though I didn't realize that the first one was directed by Brian De Palma, which definitely would have uh, made me more interested in watching it mm. because, uh, as we know, Brian De Palma, director of Phantom of the Paradise, mm. my all-time fave for I miss ever that. tattooed on my body. <laughs> <laughs> and also other films like Carrie and yeah. Body Double, which is a questionable movie to watch now. Uh, uh. Untouchables and... The like, uh-huh. but yeah, I, I can I can see his little fingies in this movie yeah. as I watch it with like, it's a little it's not exactly campy, but there's like campy elements to it. I mm-hmm. feel like, yeah, and very dramatic. Mm-hmm. Yes, very dramatic. Yeah, much um, more than I expected for an action movie. Yeah, it it there was kind of like a. Soapiness might not be the right word for it, but mm. kind of mm-hmm. a little bit of soapiness. Yeah, yeah, to it. Um, but yes, it was there. There was some high drama, yes. <laughs> some melodrama, if you will, in in parts of it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, should we do a plot recap? Considering we both were not one hundred percent sure, <laughs> we captured it all. Yeah, we could do like a real a real quick one. Um, um, let's see. We can we can tag team it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So so we meet Ethan Hunt, who is played by Tom Cruise. At, well, we first meet him in the middle of a mission. Oh, that's right. Wow. Yeah. So it is the middle of a mission. We see Emilio Estevez mm-hmm. watching a screen, and on the screen, uh, they are in Kiev. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the screen is some. Ukrainian guy, a guy in a very obvious rubber mask, but pretty good for the time, just saying, because it had to be rippable, as we find out, mm-hmm. and a dead woman. Mm-hmm. And so they're, like, trying to get information from him. And then the reveal is, the guy in the mask 
was Tom Cruise all along. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, it was actually like a soundstage. Yeah, situation. they had like set up this dude to think he like maybe killed this lady. And they're mm-hmm. like, if you don't tell us the information, we can't help you with what you maybe did. Mm-hmm. And they get the info and they're like, yeah, we did it. And then they drug him. Oh, and that was like the weird. <laughs> they That's when they like had the two shots of vodka. <laughs> um, and they're like, what do we do now? Asked the guy who thought he killed uh, a lady. And uh, pre-revealed Tom Cruise says, now we drink. And so the guy like downs the poison vodka. But then Tom Cruise throws it. Not behind him. Yeah, just, just in front of just, him where the guy was definitely yeah. looking. Just very obviously <laughs> off to the side. <laughs> I feel like he was counting on some very fast-acting poison, or he just really didn't care. Yeah, but if it was that fast, then he didn't have to pretend at all. That's true. He could have just put it back on the tray. (laughs) That, too. Uh, Yes, this is very silly. Yeah. And then we meet uh, John Voight on a plane. I think so, and he's offered a movie, and we realize it's like a code for, here's a new mission from the organization that they work for. Mm -hmm. Um, and so basically this organization is about to be compromised. Someone's trying to buy a list of their agents. So John Boyd and his team are supposed to find, get photo evidence of the guy, like downloading the list and then follow him to where he's going to sell it Mm -hmm. and get him, um, and get him before he does that. But the whole thing gets compromised and John Boyd and a bunch of other people die except for Ethan Hunt. Mm -hmm. So then the organization is like, well, obviously you're the mole because, there's a mole that mm-hmm. they that's trying to sell this information. So for most of the movie, Ethan's trying. He's on the run. He's trying to clear his name, and he's trying to figure out who the well, mostly he's trying to figure out who the mole is. Oh, and so one of the ladies who was on his team shows up, and she's yes. like, "I didn't die. I survived." It's like, and, but I saw you in the car that blew up. She's like, "I escaped the car when uh, John Voight said abort." Um, yeah. yeah. So now they're working together. Yes. And so they have to, so so he does some sleuthing and stuff, and he's like, okay, I'm going to get the real list to sell to the person who wants it, and she's going to tell me who the mole is because she's connected. Mm-hmm. So she, he gets a team together, someone that the lady suggests, Bing Rames, and they go mm-hmm. to Langley, mm-hmm. and they do the whole dropping from the ceiling thing that we all are familiar with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that was very convoluted, and we were confused because there were things yeah. that they told us that they had to be wary of, and we weren't <laughs> quite sure how they came into play. Yeah, that, that whole scene, even like the way they get in. So, like the whole thing was that Ving Rhames is a is a great hacker, mm-hmm. and he used to be an agent, but he has since been disavowed. I guess is the word. Right. Yeah. Um, same with the other guy. I feel like I should look up that actor's name. Helicopter Man. Helicopter Man. <laughs> uh, that guy was also disavowed. We don't really know why. Yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. But Ving Rhames specifically says that this information, if it's not like... He, you, it's like TV tech words <laughs> to say... I gotta be in there. Yeah. I can't just do it remotely. I have mm-hmm. to be in the room. And that's when Ethan Hunt's like, no problem. Yeah. Here's all this security shit we're gonna get past. Mm-hmm. And the way they do that is uh, they pretend to be firefighters. Uh, 
Ving Rhames stays in the truck, still wearing the outfit, which is cute because he had the suspenders on. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other three, uh, Ethan Hunt, uh, the French lady, Cl- uh, Claire, I think it's her name. Yes. And... <laughs> Sum it up at IMDb. Uh... <laughs> yes, Claire. Okay, great. All right, because yes. she's uh, married to John Boyd, mm-hmm. Jim Phelps, which is... Mm-hmm. And Franz Krieger, that's yeah, the other guy. Krieger. Played mm-hmm. by Jean Reno. Mm-hmm. From who's also in a movie I've never seen. Leo the Professional, I think. Is that him? Leo the Professional? Yeah. I'm not familiar with him. It's the one with Natalie Portman's like a teenager. It's weird. Is that the one where she's like a teenage sex worker? Is she a sex worker? Oh, no, I'm thinking of Jodie Foster. Oh, yeah, Jodie Foster, the <laughs> teenage sex worker and taxi driver. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know but what we were talking like, about. <laughs> she does try to seduce uh, Jean Reno's character. In the uh, show, though, so it's like, it gets weird. Yeah, oh, uh, I've enough. never seen it. I Neither just know. That. <laughs> anyway, so uh, he, that's the team. Mm-hmm. So Claire, Franz, Ethan. They're like, we're firefighters. There's an alarm going off in the security guard's. At the CIA, you know, a place where you can just walk into very easily. Oh, yes, very easily. Are like, no, there's no alarm. Ving Rhames is listening on the conversation. There's no alarm in Section 21. He's like, got it. <laughs> and then uh, suddenly he's like, oh, wait, there is one. Like, you don't think that's suspicious? Yeah. CIA headquarters? But okay. So uh. there's that, and then Claire changes into, like, office clothes, and I'm like, no one would question the new, random, really pretty lady at work. Like, <laughs> creeps are everywhere. They're going to notice. <laughs> and uh. I don't know how they know to follow this one guy who's in oh, they, accessing the room. Yeah, I guess when when Tom Cruise was going over, like, the security protocol, I don't know how they knew specifically it was that guy, but they seemed yeah. to know there was one guy who could access this room that they were trying to access. Uh, yeah. Yeah, how did Ethan Hunt... It doesn't matter. <laughs> I was gonna, how did Ethan Hunt because Ethan Hunt? Uh, so, and then the, one of the security guards goes with them, carrying yeah, an Uzi, yes. and then eventually he's like, wait, there used to be three of you guys. So they knock him out, and Franz is going to murder this guy. And oh, yeah. And it's like, no blood spilling. Uh, and then Franz is like, but I love killing. Yeah. He wanted <laughs> so to I use that knife. Bowie knife yeah. ready. <laughs> Killing's my jam. Yeah, so like the security protocols were in the room, if there weren't, if, if the person who can have access to the room isn't in there, I think was the thing. Mm. There was like a sound alarm, mm-hmm. anything above a whisper, which I don't know what that means. <laughs> because. Yeah, like decibel wise. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the sound of the rope sliding. Probably was above it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's a lot of friction. Yeah. No matter. I guess they were going really slow is the whole thing. But they, like, pulls them up really fast when the guys come back. Yeah. <laughs> so that's one protocol. Yeah. Not ghost protocol. <laughs> that's another Mission Impossible movie. <laughs> then there was a, the temperature one, I think, is the one that confuses the yeah. most. Where if the temperature rose above us, like, by one degree after someone had left the room... I guess it was, like, temperature controlled to, like, 71 degrees. Uh, and it only would go up if there was, like, the body heat of someone else or 
in the example when he's explaining the security, the drip of a water cup landing on the floor yeah. changed the temperature to cold, which I guess is also bad. Yeah. Change. Does that mean there are like heat sensors in the floor? I guess so. I didn't understand that example. Yeah. When the water dripped, I was like, I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> oh, yeah, because the panel where the water dripped is turned red. Yeah. But the it, rest of it didn't. Yeah. And then that guy would be like, ah, shit, I left my water in there. Yeah. That guy, I don't know how that guy got access, because he was very bad at his job. Yeah, he was not very observational at all. Like, one, one part, Claire is supposed to, like, drug him so that they can mm-hmm. he can be occupied pooping or whatever while they uh, sneak into the room. I like the pooping Gastrointestinal <laughs> unease. I like the idea of him just on the toilet. <laughs> really upset. He did say, is he going to poop in the trash can or something when we were watching this? Yeah. But yeah, he was throwing up, which is so much more boring. But anyway, so she, she like... He's in the cafeteria reading his newspaper, and she comes and sits uncomfortably close to him. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't flinch at all. He isn't like, hey, can you give me some space, lady? Yeah, I'm really like, I've never met you before. Who are you? Yeah. Nice to meet you. Are you new? Yeah. He just ignores <laughs> this woman who's sitting very, very close to him, yeah. and she poisons his coffee. Mm-hmm. And then she also, like, taps him on the shoulder lightly to put a little tracking yeah. device on him. And that's the only time where he's like, what's going on? Yeah. But he, like, very quickly, he still isn't like, hey, why are you sitting so yeah. close to me? He's just like, I guess it's the lunchroom time where we're all in here and we yeah. have to sit next to each other, yeah. even though there's other tables. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not very observant, that Mm-mm. guy. No. Oh, because even he goes back into the room when Ethan Hunt is dangling. Mm-hmm. And then Franz, like, because Ving Rhames is, like, keeping track of the tracker. They're like, oh, he's going to be busy pooping or whatever, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe he was supposed to poop. And, you know, who poisoned him? Maybe oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess we didn't tell the whole plot. No. I guess <laughs> we're so focused on this one scene. Yeah. Um, it was very confusing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so when, when Franz, like, pulls him up and Ethan's, like, hanging up there, the guy comes in mm-hmm. and sits down. And then has to go to the bathroom. Yeah, then the poison kicks in. Yeah. And it's just like... Yeah, and Tom Cruise is not... I mean, he's far enough above him that it's not like someone's breathing down his neck, but he's still, like, dangling out of the ceiling. And he's wearing all black in an all-white room. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like if you walked in, even if it's above you, you're like, what's that black spot? Yeah. Oh, a human. <laughs> yeah, dangling from the ceiling. Wearing dancer's shoes for yeah. silence. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's... Yeah, that guy ended up getting transferred to a watch post in Alaska, as we learned when um, eventually. Oh, is that what they were saying about Alaska? Mm-hmm. I was, I didn't, I quite, I missed it. I just heard Alaska and I was like, I don't know what they're talking that's, about. That's what they were doing with that dramatic close up of the conversation and far away shot oh. right in the same one as it's happening. The person they're talking about was oh. that he, he said, he, I want him transferred to an Alaska watch post immediately. Just mail him his clothes. Oh. <laughs> Which I thought I was like, damn, that sucks. Yeah. I guess that he kind sucks. of... He was doing a bad job. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Even At least though, he didn't get fired. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's the government. Yeah. You either get forced to retire or... <laughs> transferred to Alaska. Transferred to Alaska. <laughs> um, um, I mean... Ethan Hunt is the best spy the CIA has. The IMF is part of the CIA, right? I guess so, because I was like, how does this guy have authority to tell someone in the CIA to go (laughs) somewhere else? It must be. I think that's what it is. It's like... They're like top, top secret spies. Yeah, but they're the kind of spies where, like, if it goes wrong, we don't know you 
I guess. Yeah, they did say that. They're yeah. like, if this, if you guys mess this up, then too bad. We're not, we, yeah. Mariah Carey, we don't know her. Which, <laughs> which I think happens in the later movies, too. It's just a constant, if you fuck up, I'm sorry. <laughs> Goodbye. But Ethan Hunt never, fuck up. never fucks up. Um, sorry, I interrupted. Oh, Your yeah. Entire plot recap, oh, yeah. We were just, just distracted by this yes, scene. Well, because that scene was very confusing. We yeah. didn't understand the temperature stuff. It, it, oh, the... then there's the rat. Oh, yeah. Okay, we, we have to talk about the rat. So, so Franz is the one who's like lowering Tom Cruise or Ethan Hunt into the, into the room. Mm-hmm. And it's, and, He's starting, I guess he was like starting to get weak. I guess holding a whole nother human person mm-hmm. is well, that's hard, yeah. um, even if he's on a rope. And and a rat starts coming down the little um, air duct that they're that he's hanging up, hanging out in. And so the rat's just like getting closer as he's losing his grip. And so the rat part was also a little confusing. I feel mm-hmm. like there was a little something we didn't get to see because the rat gets really close and then he like loses his grip of the rope and it goes really and then Tom Cruise is like hovering very close to the floor that he's not supposed to right. touch. Yeah. Yeah, and like his his sweat starts dripping mm-hmm. and he has to catch it cuz as we saw in the previous scene mm-hmm. if condensation hits the floor it's Same no thing. good. Yep. yep. They really uh, set that one up. But when we go back to Franz uh, while Tom Cruise is dangling, and I guess he's trying to... He was kind of just laying there for a while, so you're not going to reel him back in. Yeah. We see that the rat is dead. But yeah. we don't see how the rat died. I think... And I didn't put this together until much later in the movie. Okay. Um, with the, the knife reveal. I think he killed the rat. We just didn't see it. And that's, and that's why, why he lost his grip. And that's why he either lost his grip, or that's why the knife was loose and fell mm, yes because that's how the cia finds out that someone was in there was uh Francis bowie knife just like lands straight perfectly next to the computer and they're like well we can't do anything about it now the guy's coming back mm-hmm. and sure enough that the guy notices it yeah <laughs> that would be very funny if he yeah. was like did i leave my bowie knife in? i don't know i had a bowie knife <laughs> I'm also calling it a Bowie knife. I don't know if it actually is, but it just seems like that's the kind of. I don't know what a Bowie knife is. I'm just saying it because you're saying it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, I think it's a specific make of knife, but also a style of knife. Oh, okay, okay. I just know it's the kind of knife that like people just carry. It's, oh. it's like an everyday carry kind of thing. I think. Sure, for people who carry knives around. <laughs> I guess. There's a lot of people who include knives in their everyday carry. I've just learned what everyday carry is recently, and something about it feels icky. I can't explain why. <laughs> We're, we won't get into that. I can't, I, maybe it's the knives. I know not everyone who likes knives is a weirdo. Everyone has interests. True. It's okay. Sometimes a knife comes in handy. It, it does. But if you're too into knives, that would freak me out a little yes, bit. I'd be like, what are you doing with those knives? Yes, but, you know, uh, everyday carry folks, don't come after me. Yeah. Um, I just don't understand it, and it's not for me. <laughs> so, that happens. Mm-hmm. And then... Oh, yeah, so the CIA is on to them, and they know someone took right. the list, I think? Yeah, because when the guy turns on the computer, he sees that it like, right, confirms right. a transfer happened when he wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And they're like, shit. Um, after that, they go to the safe house... London. London. Mm-hmm. In London. And that's where Ethan Hunt continues to put things together. Mm-hmm. Uh, he used the Bible earlier in the 
movie, mm-hmm. which helped him figure out how to get in contact with Max, the arms dealer, mm-hmm. who was buying the information mm-hmm. by sending an email to Max at Job314. <laughs> a regular way to write an email. Yeah, you just address. put, you know, name at thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, she sends it back to Job at Job314 or whatever. Yeah. Um, and at the safe house is when we learned that uh, Tom Cruise learned close-up magic, mm-hmm. sleight of hand stuff for this movie, <laughs> yeah. because Franz tries to be like, "Oh, I need to be at that meetup," and he's like, "Cause I have the disc," and Ethan's like, "Do you?" He's all this like, "But I have the disc," and he's like, "This isn't even the real one." He like throws it away. Whole time, Bing Rams in the background, just like watching, like, "What is this?" Yeah, what did I <laughs> sign up for? Um, and then. <laughs> Uh, Claire leaves the room at some point eventually and then Ethan Hunt reveals to Ving Rhames that it was indeed that Franz had the correct disc mm-hmm. but he had figured out that he couldn't trust him mm-hmm. uh, I don't really know how <laughs> I guess because he wanted to go to the meetup and wouldn't say maybe no, and his, his love of knives <laughs> and the murder yeah yeah, but he gives it to Ving Rhames. Like, how do how do I know? How do you know you can trust me? He's like, because if you knew where we were going, you wouldn't have done it. He's like, okay, yeah, sure, <laughs> you say so, dude. Yeah, I'll there's keep a lot of, little disc for Ethan you. Hunt says a lot of those kind of things. Like early on when Claire first shows up after we think she's dead, he's like, if they, what was it? Oh God, if you're alive. Oh yeah, if if you're alive, then they'll assume you're with me. <laughs> And then that comes back as a whole thing. It's like, I'm alive, so I'm with you. And I'm like, that's not what he said. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. And then, so this whole time the CIA is trying to get Ethan Hunt to come to them. Mm-hmm. Because they still think he's the mole. Mm-hmm. So they arrest his mom and uncle. Mm-hmm. For drug charges. Or something. I, yeah, I didn't catch what the charges were. It was a D. Yeah, it was like the production of some illegal drug. Oh, okay. Um, because the CIA can do things like that. Mm. Mm. Scary stuff. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so Ethan Hunt goes to, and Claire shows him the news where they he sees that they're getting arrested. Mm-hmm. Ethan Hunt goes to call Kittredge, mm-hmm. the CIA agent, mm-hmm. after him. Uh, with just enough time so that he knows he's in London, but not enough time to know exactly. Where yeah, because he he's smart. He's Ethan Hunt. He's Ethan Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> he went to a place that had a clock with seconds on yeah. it, so he could count down and hang up at just the right time. Yeah. And at the CIA, they could say, "We didn't get him. We need three more seconds." Yeah. <laughs> it's almost as if he also knows how these yeah. things work. It's like he knows all the things that we know because we all worked together. Uh, speed through the rest, I guess. Uh, turns yeah. Out John Voight's still alive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He shows up there right next to him in the phone call. And John Voight tries to convince Ethan that Kittredge is the mole. But as uh, Ethan speaks to John Voight, I don't know what I have to say. He's, Jim Phelps is his character. <laughs> Speaks to Jim and like is speaking the quote unquote Kittredge reasonings out loud and what he did. We see Ethan's little mind palace situation, mm-hmm. and he is has suspected it was Jim Phelps because of the Bible, because mm-hmm. um, that was originally in the first safe house, and then he saw the stamp, and so he was like, "Oh wow, 
I don't know. I could for reasons <laughs> that Ethan Hunt is smart and yeah, he put two and two together. together. Yeah. Um, and so, but he doesn't let on to Jim that he knows it's him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they go on with the plan anyway to give the arms dealer the thing on the fast train through the two-year-old channel. Mm-hmm. Which I forget. Little baby channel. Little baby channel. <laughs> Just a little toddler of a channel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And so there's this whole, like, fake out because I don't know why they don't show. Oh, because we know. I can figure it out later. Uh, <laughs> because it turns out it was Tom Cruise all. Uh, <laughs> um, so the arms dealer essentially turns on Ethan Hunt by telling someone. I think Claire. It's, she tells someone that someone's in the baggage. I'm not, yeah. I remember who. I think she's think she's telling John Voight. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Because yeah, 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 because that's where the money is. So she yeah. tells John Jim, <laughs> Jim John. <laughs> she tells Jim John that Ethan is in the baggage carriage because that's where she told Ethan the money was. Mm-hmm. Ethan told Claire to go because that's where the money was. Mm-hmm. Ming Rames has been uh, techno hacking the signal for the arms dealer's right hand man to not be able to send out the list to who they were selling it to. Mm-hmm. Um, and some helpful train attendant ruins it for a little bit by giving back <laughs> yeah. Ming Rames his phone, which he had left behind to do that. <laughs> At some point, Ethan had sent Kittredge and his right-hand man some tickets for the train. Mm-hmm. So he's on the train, and then he sees Claire, and he's like, I know that lady from anywhere. And when Claire gets to the baggage carriage, she sees jim john and she's like ethan's right behind me we gotta get the money and go and then after the reveal that she was also a bad person Mm -hmm. we see tom cruise stick his little fingies under that mask and rip it right off (laughs) (laughs) turns out she was bad because she's married to the bad guy yeah go figure um and so jim john comes out they get in a little tussle and then he ends up killing claire and then for some reason ethan hunt's like oh no being sad even though because she's hot i guess there's like weird sexual tension yeah. stuff for them the whole movie i guess the, the yeah it was yeah. Yeah, the time on the bed where he's like yelling at her yeah and it looked like they were gonna make out and then the time she was like making out with his hand yeah uh and then after that jim john goes to the top because franz is coming with the helicopter to get him but it's a really fast train because that's what those European trains do. Yeah. <laughs> so it's very windy. But Ethan Hunt doesn't give a damn no, about physics. Not. He's got to save the world. He's getting on top of that train. That scene was also very, not confusing. It was just like, what? It, it, it I don't know. There was a little happening. <laughs> so, yeah, so they have like a kind of fight on, on the top and then... Ethan clips the helicopter onto the train right before entering the channel. So the helicopter has to fly into the channel. Mm-hmm. There's some spy stuff. The Mission Impossible theme starts at some point. Some really like triumphant music from Danny Elfman. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. When the helicopter's in the channel, that's when the train operator on the end of the train says, There's a helicopter in here. Yeah. That's when he notices. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Not the entire time. It was flying behind them very close. <laughs> I think he had taken his lunch break at that time, and mm-hmm. maybe he has to eat right before they get into the channel, and so he's come returning to his seat. He's on autopilot, and he's like, oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, action, action, action. Uh, Franz tries to kill Ethan Hunt with the helicopter blades, but forgets about the tail of the helicopter, so the helicopter goes real bad and crushes Jim Don in the tracks mm-hmm. explodes. They're dead. And uh, Ethan Hunt just barely makes it. And then for some reason, the train stops. And then everything wraps up. So yep. the CIA gets the arms dealer. Uh, and she threatens her, their lawyers. And they're like, huh, you're not getting a lawyer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're the CIA, damn it. Um, Ving Rhames is reinstated. He is. We find out later. Mm-hmm. And he... Uh, He asks Ethan if he will join back. And he's like, I don't know, man. I've been through this a lot. And uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, They have the little little friendship moment. Friendship moment. Rames wears a nice turtleneck. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then it ends much like it began. Mm Mm-hmm. With a scene in a plane with the flight attendant asking Ethan Hunt if he would like a film. Mm. And then uses all the code words, but this time it's Aruba. Yeah. <laughs> and then Aruba. it was da, 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 da. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. A lot to follow. It is okay. This is the thing about I realized about me and kind of action. This wasn't a heist movie, but like, yeah. I guess. Oh, yeah. I, I guess it was a heist at a certain point. But this type of grounded action like not superhero action movie where Mm -hmm. especially like where spies and government entities and blah 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 are involved um sometimes i just lose track of what's happening and i can't follow all the players and i'm like am i dumb or (laughs) or am i just again i'm not capable of watching movies like this like i i was i did get a little lost and i was like who huh (laughs) a couple times i also uh so it was lucky that my partner was also watching because he has seen it many times. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there'd be times where we'd literally say, what just happened? And he would have to explain it. <laughs> yeah. But then we'd have to be like, okay, what happened after that? Because we, yeah, we, we, we were listening to what you were saying <laughs> that happened. Yeah. So I'll explain this part here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like the whole... Uh, it's just like sometimes... I, I understand that like... I like a movie that gives clues that the the audience can put together, and I feel like this movie doesn't have that. Like, when Ethan was looking at the Bible, and it just, like, hits him. Oh, maybe it's not Job. It's Job. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not Job 314. It's Job chapter 3, verse 14, or whatever. Yeah. And then when he... At like, the end scene between him, Claire, and Jim... Jim asks, when did you know? And Ethan says, long before London, because I guess he put it together long before London. Yeah, what? <laughs> and then they're like, then why all the, the ruse? And he's like, because he didn't know about Claire. He needed to confirm if Claire was bad. Um, <laughs> sure. Yeah, if you say it, so, dude. Yeah, but it was like, how did... Because Ethan Hunt, I guess. Yeah. He's just like the, the, the Ubermensch super spy, right? Like, <laughs> he is a superhero, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's got that smarmy, negging charm. <laughs> 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 I 
was it? What was it that Max said his emails were? Oh, oh, aggressive and charming or aggressive and playful or something? Playful, yeah. yeah. Aggressive and playful, and Job is never playful or something. Yeah. Which really is what he's like in all these movies. He's just like, I'm Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah. You gotta like me. I'm charming, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'd never seen the TV show. I know, like, my mom liked it. Mm. Um, I've also never seen the TV show. So it was lost on us that Jim was in the TV show. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. But we were curious if there was some sort of cameo mm-hmm. from the original. It didn't seem like there was. That seemed to be like the one carryover, right? Besides the concept, obviously. Yeah. It, from when we were looking it up, it looked like there were... To the point where the... the the person who originally played Jim was upset that they didn't ask him to reprise the role because he would have been the right age, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess they just wanted a bigger name because mm-hmm. he was like a working actor. I can't remember his name right now. Oh, Peter Graves. Mm. Um, but I guess he's he wasn't at the level of John Voight, so if they could get John Voight, yeah, John Voight. yeah, I guess if he must, I guess, yeah. <laughs> Uh, though I feel like they kind of, um, unless I don't know if, I'm not familiar with John Voight's filmography, so I'm not sure if he would, played villains much before that, but mm. both you and I were like, is he the bad guy? <laughs> and then he died, and we were like, oh, I guess he's not the bad guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he came back, and we were like, he is the, the bad, bad guy. guy. He's gotta be the bad guy now. Yeah. He's back. <laughs> <laughs> but he has, yeah. like, he has that sort of villainous thing to him, yeah. so it. Unless that's what they wanted built into the character, I'm not sure. Yeah. You picked up on that, too, when Clara shows up again after she had died. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe, oh, maybe she's the bad guy. And I was like, maybe, but also, I don't know, because I'm a dummy. <laughs> um, I think the, speaking of John Wade's filmography, the only thing I can think of that I've seen him in is Tomb Raider, where he plays Angelina Jolie's dad. Oh, yeah. I've never seen Tomb Raider, actually. Really? Oh, mm-hmm. I saw that in theaters. Yeah, I never, yeah. I don't see movies. <laughs> you do see movies. Well, now I do. But <laughs> if it was before, like, 2011, I probably, it's a miracle that I've seen it if it wasn't, like, meant for kids. <laughs> oh, okay. I was about to, I was going to mention the movie, and I realized, no, that was a kid's movie. The, a movie I have not seen, but I do just closely associate with you. Uh, I'm very curious to see it. Uh, Master of Disguise. Oh. <laughs> I kept thinking about when we were watching this movie. <laughs> I almost said something about it too. You shut up. Because whenever when Tom Cruise was like taking off his disguise, mm-hmm. it made me think of Master of Disguise. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, that makes sense. My brother and I used to watch that movie a lot. Yeah. I, I think for a long time you were the only person I knew who had watched that movie. Until my partner, who has also seen that movie, <laughs> and I think liked it as a kid. Oh, um, we saw that. It's so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> turtle, turtle, turtle. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, the technology in this is interesting. Yeah. Like, like the, the mask gripping. Because that first scene where Tom Cruise is in, it's all practical masks mm-hmm. in this movie, which is cool. Yeah. 
but it does mean that that person you was know, like, oh, that's Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's only so much you can make someone's face look different with prosthetics, right? Right, exactly. Um, and then in the later movies, they like, they kind of did it at the end of this one where we see John Boyd in the baggage. Right, shirt, yeah. And then it's just the reveal that we see like. Of taking off the, the, then like, the clever cutting. Yeah. I feel like they do that more in the later movies where they it, just have an actor. And then it's like, oh. Yeah, and a clever cut. To yeah, to. Maybe some CGI to it, fill in the gaps. You talking about that made me think of, um, I think they do it a couple of times in the MCU, but the one I'm specifically thinking of, oh, what movie is it? There's so many of them. There's I, too many of them. Yeah, it's either Civil War or... Um, Captain America Civil War or Captain America. Oh, I, I think it's in, they might do it in that one too, but mm-hmm. I think they did it in Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. And like Black Widow is like hanging out with some people, but it's just some lady with red hair or some other color hair. Yeah. And then she like reveals and she like takes off the lady's face and it's like looks kind of digitally and you're like, uh, oh, it's a mask, yeah. but it's Black Widow. Um, so I don't know if that's how it is in the other Mission Impossible movies. I think it is. Like it's not we made a mask that looks like this person. It's, we make it look through the magic of technology. Yeah. Yeah, she yeah. pulls off this thing and it looks like some weird digital thing and she's yeah. like, it's me. So it's more like a projection, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of what I think happens in the later movies. Yeah, which makes sense if yeah. you're advancing technologically and also you, mm-hmm. it makes more sense if that were to exist so that a super spy is not wearing... Like a latex. Yes. <laughs> which, which now just those kind of masks just make me think of I think you should leave. Oh. <laughs> There's just too much shit on me. I've only seen one episode of I think you should leave. Oh, but man. <laughs> that second season, it just. I'll have to give it another try. I like the first season, but the second season really okay. has ingrained itself into my soul at this point, I think. It's just not a day goes by where it does not come up as clearly. Yeah. It already came up now. I'm pretty sure it came up earlier today already. It's just uh, everywhere. Yeah. The but, internet of Mission Impossible. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, it was... I think it's kind of a fun time capsule of technology. I mean, obviously, Mm -hmm. any movie made in that era is, but I think it probably is, when I finally get around to watching the other ones, it'll Mm -hmm. be interesting to see that evolve, because obviously it'll be just like watching our own childhoods and, like, our experience with... Well, not exactly. We didn't use technology like super spies, but... (laughs) Don't know about you. This kid was a spy kid. But it is so fun to to watch. I don't know to see just because we're so we're so technologically advanced or not so technologically advanced, but we've come yeah. a long way in the last like thirty years. So it's kind of fun to see their like old school chunky computers. And, yeah, yeah. Even like, and not just seeing the technology that we recognize, but just the futuristic technology they mm, imagined. True. Yeah. Like one of the things was. One of the ladies who dies uh, had the glasses on. Oh, yeah. That she could, like, change the kind of vision. Mm-hmm. And so the other lady that died, like, sprayed the guy that she had to follow and, like, tell everyone where he was. Mm-hmm. And so she could see this, like, bright yellow dot. And I, I guess that must be some sort of technology that exists, but not in, like, 
70s looking sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she, I feel like she should have had different eyewear. I mean, I guess yeah. maybe no one would notice an event, a lady wearing giant blue sunglasses, but. Yeah. I guess they were like that transparent kind of color when yeah. you get past with. I don't think those were really in style in the 90s. Though. Yeah. Really? I don't think so. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Like like tinted glasses or... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But... I think my mom was wearing contacts by 1996. I can't think of what <laughs> glasses were like. Or they thought they were uh, transition lenses that got stuck on <laughs> outside mode. It's just an awkward lighting in this uh, European yeah. party that my glasses don't know what to do. Yeah. It was, it was funny, though, that when this movie started, I was like, wow, three whole ladies. Yeah. <laughs> and then two of them died within the first yeah. half hour. I'm like, no. Even though we true. didn't realize. No, yeah. Because we forgot. <laughs> we forgot one lady. Because <laughs> two of the ladies, like, kind of, like, next to each other, they did not look alike. But, yeah. like, separated in time of seeing them. I was like, oh, that's. I don't know. They I, could I have at, what it was. They could have at least done the classic three ladies in one scene thing where they differentiate them by hair color. <laughs> so we should have gotten a brunette, a redhead, and a blonde, and then it would have been very easy to tell them apart. True. <laughs> Were they all various levels of... I know we just saw this, movie, <laughs> but this is more a testament to how bad I am at hair colors. Mm. Because sometimes people are like, I'm a brunette, but the, to me they look blonde. Mm-hmm. Or they look blonde, but they say they're a brunette. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So the two that we mixed up and thought was one person afterwards, now were they I'm, blonde or brunette? Now I'm forgetting. Claire, what color was her hair? Was she blonde? <laughs> That's what you just asked yeah. me. <laughs> I, well, I mean, now I, we're talking about them separately. Like her, I think the lady that died had blonder hair because when they're doing the flashback when he's like trying to remember or he's like figuring out that John Voight, I think she was blonder, the lady that died in the explosion. And I think the, and then the lady who he was like fake making out with, they Mm -hmm. were supposed to follow. She was, because she had short hair and it was very dark brown. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think Claire and the blonde lady had similar ish color hair. Like, I think. They were both long hair. Yeah. Someone should have gotten a perm. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that would have helped just like just a fake mole i don't know yeah. something to really help us distinguish. a large snaggle tooth <laughs> yeah. um, it just yeah. also didn't help the way they like shot that scene because since claire was in the car that eventually exploded but didn't didn't explode until she got out of it i forgot that she wasn't in the party so that's why i thought they were the same person in the party because yeah, we had seen everyone else a lot. Yeah, during the mission, and I didn't understand the instructions when. Me, yeah, I guess him. me neither. Because I thought Claire was the lady wearing the glasses. Yeah, yeah, and I forgot someone was sitting in the car. I thought because I also thought that lady. I guess she did. She left the party and got into the car, so that just all confused. Didn't she? Or she did. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was like the getaway car. Yeah. So, so, but Claire was in the car. She was on the driver's side though. Oh. Yeah. They should have. The, the scene where Jim has already told him to abort the mission, Ethan Hunt's like, no, mm-hmm. because Ethan Hunt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he continues to where he's supposed to go, and he passes the car, and he and Claire make eye contact. Mm-hmm. And that's it. So that, from like the scene where they're planning to that, that was like a lot of time that we don't see Claire. Yeah, okay, yeah. So it's kind of easy to forget. forget. Yeah, or mash her into another yeah. person. <laughs> Yeah. I was pretty bummed when they died. 
<laughs> I know, because, yeah, it's pretty unusual to see that many women yeah. in, in a movie. And and I will say, though, that now that I think about it, there and I'm, maybe this changes in other movies, there's never, like, a damsel in distress kind of... Like, yeah. she kind of played... I mean, she was eventually the bad guy, but she kind of played a decent role and yeah. she was never falling off of a building or needing to be saved and mm-hmm. she kind of was involved and like helpful true the whole time so i'll give them a little bit of credit for that a little bit of credit <laughs> she was still played like the the murdered lady in lingerie in the first scene oh yes oh, oh that was her i think that was uh, claire oh okay that was like the start of the weird sexual tension. Oh right, when he's like whispering to her, yeah, being a weirdo. And you're like, she took the Juliet poison. Just oh like yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I didn't realize that was her. Oh yeah, and and I think the other one of the other ladies was the one dressed as the maid or the bartender lady. Oh, that brings in the vodka, the poison vodka. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Someone needed to have different hair. Yeah. It's the only way. But yeah, she was kind of playing the like sexed up, like oh, I'm just a sad lady who will help you if you I'm need French. me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> yes. Um, it is interesting that Brian De Palma directed this, though. Like it, it, it seems unexpected for him to do like an action movie like this. Mm. But when we were reading earlier. There was someone else attached to it, and I already forgot who it was. But then uh, Tom Cruise went to a dinner party at Steven Spielberg's house or something. He went to dinner with Steven Spielberg? Yeah. And Brian De Palma? Yeah, and I guess that was the first time he met Brian. And when they were talking, he, like, I guess learned he was a director. (laughs) Uh, And, like, the the wording... I know this is Wikipedia, but I enjoyed the wording (laughs) that he was... Impressed by his filmography, so he went home and watched all his films. Which, if true, means Tom Cruise has seen Phantom and was <laughs> yeah. like, I want this guy. Yeah. I want this guy <laughs> to direct this movie that I want to produce with my producing partner. Uh, <laughs> um, which is interesting to me. Yeah. Like, I, I've only seen a handful of De Palma movies. Like, I've seen Carrie and Phantom, of course, and mm-hmm. all the other ones I've mentioned earlier. So I, I, I don't think if I, this is why I'm not a producer, I guess. One of many reasons. <laughs> this is the main reason, yeah, though. <laughs> if I had just found out about Brian De Palma and watched those movies. Yeah. Would I think, yeah, he could do a Mission Impossible movie where the only character we brought over used to be a good guy. Kind of an Ethan Hunt character going off script and off the books kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And then turning them bad. But you, know, you kind of see the style a little bit in some of like the campier parts and the the Dutch angles. And yeah, yeah, everything. Yeah, I don't think I've seen. I'm just looking at his filmography, and I mm-hmm. oh, he directed Scarface. Yes, which I've never seen actually. Neither have I. Well, was, so when was Scarface? Scarface was 1983. 83. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Also, Jesus, two hours and 50 minutes long? 50? Yeah. That's long for the 80s. Yeah. That's long for now. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to stand corrected. I guess it's just my limited 
tunnel vision of De Palma movies. I'm like, that guy? (laughs) (laughs) But if you've seen Scarface and The Untouchables had already happened by then, then okay. All right. I stand corrected. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Because I think I've only seen um, Phantom of the Paradise. And that's a very... (laughs) (laughs) And you've seen the best cinema has to offer. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, I just keep No. No. That was worth the interruption. (laughs) (laughs) But those are two very different movies. Mission Impossible and Phantom of the Paradise. Yeah. 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 It is. Yeah, it's interesting. I still, I think I'm still learning, because just because I am catching up on movies in general, <laughs> learning to find like directors' quirks and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's um, it's not something I'm good at because I, I don't like like have a favorite director that I've seen all their movies or yeah. or anything like that. So it is something to look out for because it is kind of an interesting thing, especially if the director does like different genres, see how they kind mm-hmm. of assert themselves in like. Mm-hmm different types of movies yeah because it's easy to see the through lines with like a wes anderson mm-hmm, where it's like, so like yeah it's so yeah, obvious it's very very obvious yeah i guess the aesthetic is right there yeah yeah um, <laughs> hard to miss <laughs> but yeah almost does have an interesting filmography yeah i think edgar wright might be the only director whose movies i've seen every single one of i haven't seen all of them because i haven't seen baby driver oh okay and Despite the two creeps in it, oh, yeah. <laughs> it is, I did enjoy that movie. I do want to, and I'm trying to think if there's another one I haven't seen. But I would have been not to take it too much off topic. But he mm-hmm. was supposed to direct the first Ant Man. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to see that, but I can yeah. see how, not knowing that much about him, he does have a very distinct style. Yeah. Like that, I yeah, I can say I'm semi familiar with it mm-hmm. at this point. And I can see how with the Marvel machine it might not have jived if he's like, I want to yeah. do it this way. And they're like, but you got to do some Marvel shit in there too. Yeah, I feel like that, because I, I was also bummed when I heard that he was not on that project anymore because that was the only reason I wanted to see it. Because mm-hmm. um, I'm a, a pick and choose kind of Marvel person. Mm-hmm. But maybe it was also like a just a, a too soon thing because now Taika's doing those Thor movies yeah and definitely letting him like put his stamp all over it yeah that's true thankfully yeah <laughs> I guess that's another person where I've not seen I don't think I've seen all of his stuff but mm-hmm. some of it yeah he definitely does I guess he has a style I have to watch some stuff again I've seen a lot of Taika's work not all of it I think there's still a few I haven't seen but yeah, I can't put... I'm also just bad, at, which is funny because we talk about things. <laughs> I'm also bad about talking about things. So. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can I can see, like, when we were watching this, there were moments where I was like, oh, okay, this is the De Palma I recognize. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there are other, like, De Palma things that other people would pick up on. Mm-hmm. But, like, the scene where they talk about the guy getting sent to Alaska, the way that was shot, I was like, this seems like a De Palma move to do this, like... Because he kind of likes doing those split... This wasn't a split screen, but like those split perspective kind mm-hmm. of stuff, if I remember correctly. Um, and yeah, just like the way things are kind of over- soapiness kind of stuff. Yeah. So 
where's it going? Oh, with Taika, I have like a similar thing where I can watch something and be like, oh, I can see the stamps, but I can't tell you exactly what yeah. it is. Yeah. Like, I guess there's a certain... I definitely, with, with mm-hmm. him, it feels like I can pick it up more tone-wise. Mm-hmm. Like the, like, sweet, sad, but I'm laughing yeah. too kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, like, I don't know visually if I've been able to be like, oh, yeah, this is, like, a, mm. a visual style. Of, I'm sure he has one, but I don't, I haven't, I haven't yeah. watched closely enough to be like, oh, yeah, there's a Taika thing to do. That's a good point. Yeah. Tonally, it's it's easier to pick up than yeah. Taika. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. So good. Yeah. Might be my favorite director. Oh. Think about it. Do I have a favorite director? I don't know. It might be Taika. Because, <laughs> uh, like, if I hear Taika's directing, so I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to watch it. Yeah. Because that's the only reason I'm going to see Thor. Thor, Love, and Thunder. I was like, Love Rock. I was like, what's <laughs> yeah. it called? No, Thor, Rhythm Nation. I called Ragnarok. That's why I said Love Rock. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thor Rhythm Nation. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I would run to see uh, Janet Jackson in a Thor movie. That would be very cool. Honestly, I feel like... Um, I feel... Many people feel this. And I just agree that Janet Jackson should be back in the spotlight like she used to be. Mm-hmm. And there's been enough Justin Timberlake in our lives. Yeah. Get out of here. Get out of here, Timby. <laughs> Come on, Janet. Yeah. Yeah. So. But I will say with Mission Impossible, it was fun to watch just a regular old action movie because I realized I don't watch a lot of like action things that don't have like a superhero bend oh, okay. on it. Yeah. Which which is why I want to finally continue watching the Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and like other, and the, why I wanted to see this, and eventually I want to see, I've I've seen a Bond movie here and there and have been confused, uh-huh. so I'd like yeah. to see some and be like, oh, that's who those people are and that's what's going on. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. I, I've i also only seen a couple Bonds that have that similar feeling that we had during Mission Possible. I'm like, I kind of need someone to tell me what's, <laughs> yeah. what's happening. Yeah. Because it's just not really... <laughs> processing right yeah. now <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know maybe it's the whole spy genre that my brain can't maybe okay out. maybe okay maybe that was the genre that I was looking for yeah because I said this I was saying earlier that so the Batman that just came out mm. which is not really it's it's a superhero movie but mm-hmm. it's more detective-y yeah kind of not really spy because he's not very inconspicuous yeah <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely detective though. Yeah, and I found aspects of that movie very confusing, and I wasn't sure if it was just, like, a little bit, a tiny bit convoluted, or if mm-hmm. I just, or if it was the same sort of thing that happens with me in spy movies, where I'm like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think that these kind of plots, I guess, just have to be a little convoluted. I guess, because there's... To begin with. Yeah. And, like, especially, at least in The Batman... Like, I think there was more space for the audience to kind of put things together as Batman was doing it. Unlike Mission Impossible, where Ethan Hunt was just ahead of everyone. Yeah. And didn't show. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I, I'm not good at mysteries. Yeah, but I, I agree with you yeah. there. I, 
I don't think I have enough movie mystery um, experience, or mm -hmm. at least not like holding on to it in my brain to go through it and analyze it. But I do feel like when there's a little bit of audience participation, it's more fun. Like if mm -hmm. you like if you can see them going through the clues and be like, oh, or and not that they have to give it all away because obviously you want to discover something too and be surprised by things, or else then it's kind of boring. But yeah. you do want to like play along in mm -hmm. to some extent yeah and i do i didn't think about it but when you said it i was like yeah there was a little bit of that missing and even with the bible thing at the end i didn't quite con i don't know if i connected it to john void i just remembered somebody saying something about chicago in the beginning of the movie yeah and then seeing the chicago stamp and him clocking it but that was like the only real moment of like him letting us into what his thought process was right or at least discovering something alongside him because even with like the bible thing i you did kind of want to take some steps with him to get there but he was just he just like saw the bible and was like oh job oh maybe he met job yeah. <laughs> and like did that on his own instead of yeah I guess it was also that part was confusing too because he was searching I want to say a newsletter database. Yeah, I don't know what he was searching. That was very, that was also weird. <laughs> yeah. So like, I feel like we were we spent a lot of time trying to figure out what he was doing. Yeah, that yeah, we yeah. Couldn't follow along <laughs> yeah. with. Okay, why are you searching here? And that could just be like the passage of time. We weren't on the internet that much mm -hmm. in 1996. So like. I wasn't signing up to news. I don't know why I think it's newsletters. Something about it just gave me newsletter vibes. Yeah, um, yeah. I was looking he, at like some database. Did some random searches for Max, which is very general. <laughs> yeah, and whatever else, and then the spotlight on the Holy Bible in front of him. Yeah, which did feel very like De Palma in two, just like that lighting. Like we gotta do this. <laughs> um, oh shit. Mystery. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. It, as an audience member, I do like when I figure things out, even if I don't figure out the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And I, I this is I, I'm going to say most people like this feeling. It makes you feel smart. It does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> even if it's something very obvious to other people, to me, it was not. So I'm like, wait a minute. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoy that feeling. Like, it, yeah. It, it, and sometimes I get it before other people. That's the best. I don't like throw it in their faces. <laughs> like, ah. I'm just like, wow, <laughs> I got it. Yeah. So, it, but I don't know if getting some of that would have improved this experience of Mission Impossible. Yeah. I get, because even if you aren't getting it with them, there's also fun to watching them put things together. And we didn't really watch him do a lot of putting things together, I don't think. Except putting a team together. Yeah. <laughs> he sure did do that. Yeah. I guess the point is more but it might, yeah. the doing rather than the how. Yeah. And it might not be really... Because I guess... Also, maybe it wasn't quite the focus of the movie. Because at some point, it, a big chunk of the middle of the movie was, let's get this, this thing... Mm. that'll lead us to the mole it wasn't who's the mole i'm gonna go try and figure it out right. it was like i'm gonna find the mole by retrieving this specific thing yeah. so maybe that's also because 
that would have shifted it a little more if it was like, oh, it's a mystery of like, let me put the pieces together and mm-hmm. and follow the trails and find who the mole is. I guess it's different. Yeah. It's kind of different movie a little bit. It didn't really take him that long to find Max. No, he he's sent, sent like his weird emails. message. <laughs> yeah, and she was like, come on over. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. Because they send the, Max, before we know it's this arms dealer lady, sends back this email uh, to meet up at this corner, buy these brand of cigarettes, and ask this guy for a match. And so he does that, and we do it like from his point of view, which I think is also like a, a De Palma choice. Because mm-hmm. there's definitely that in Phantom, um, at least once in the scene where he like finds the mask you like mm-hmm. follow him his point of view and it happens a couple times here from yeah ethan's point of view when he's mm-hmm. doing stuff yeah it was like i was gonna say in disguise but he wasn't in yeah disguise that's in this scene. i thought he was gonna yeah. be in disguise and he wasn't yeah um but they this car pulls up and the guy gets him in the car and then they tell him he has to wear this like hood Mm-hmm. to go meet Max and then they show you what the hood is and it's like a balaclava is that exactly right? the knit mask with the mouth hole and the eye hole uh-huh. <laughs> I was going to say baklava but that's something else <laughs> <laughs> um, but they had sewn the mouth closed very crudely <laughs> and sewn these like fabric patches over the eyes and it was very creepy yeah it was really creepy I did not like it at all <laughs> And then he's having his moment of, well, if I can't see Max, how do I know I'm talking to Max? And the right-hand man's like, well, if Max likes what you're saying, then it doesn't matter. And then I don't remember exactly what he says that convinces Max that, yeah, let him see me. <laughs> but she like does her little hand-wavy thing, and they take the, the, the hood off. And I'm just like, what was the point of all that? <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't remember. It didn't take much to say yeah "Eh, just let this guy see me i don't know who he is so yeah yeah that's true she didn't make him work for it at all and and or not that i remember because i kind of forgot that that was the agreement was that if if she likes you then you can take the weird mask off i guess it was just to show how charming he was and convincing i guess so best super spy and that might be the point this is, it's not a mystery movie. It's a super spy movie. That's true. So it's like watching a heist movie. You don't watch it to figure things out. You watch it to see people do things impossible. But you... Mm-hmm. That is true. That's true. Especially if they are missions. Yes. So. <laughs> so. Uh, uh, Mission Impossible, anything else? No, I, I had a good time. I think it's mostly because I was watching with you guys. <laughs> it does help to watch with others. Yeah. I would not recommend watching the other ones by yourself because okay. I think half the fun was watching it with people. Yeah. Okay, good to know. Good to um, know. And also just because, you know, Henry Cavill looks really good in that last one. Oh, I mean, just based off of that one gif, <laughs> I was... I was intrigued. I I feel like I I don't know why I didn't end up seeing that movie. Maybe because I was like, oh, I haven't seen the other ones. Mm-hmm. But um, that did tempt me. Yeah, that was, I think, the only reason I watched them. That makes I, sense. I'm trying to remember if I saw, if that was the movie that convinced me to continue after MI2. Mm. Like, I think after MI2, I was like, I don't need to watch more of these. <laughs> um, but then, but that came out, like, years before, so I, I don't know.
Who yeah. was that? When did I see that movie? Who knows? What is time? <laughs> what is time? Uh, Mission Impossible. It was fun. Sure was. Thanks for getting around to listening to this episode. If you have a thing you'd like to suggest, you can send us an email at ohyeahthatthing at gmail.com or use the contact form on our website. Link in the description. We're at ohyeahthatthing on both Instagram and Twitter, so follow us there if you want to see what things we check out between episodes. Logo art and design by Rola and theme song by Kate. We'll have links to their socials in the description as well. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next one. Bye!